Hello and welcome to Just the Facts. This is your host, Tasha Bryant. So um, we are continuing with this ongoing false narrative that Trump is pushing that there's widespread election fraud. Now, um, some of you may remember that when the election first took place, uh, Republicans were often citing um, that they were being told and receiving uh, letters and emails about irregularities in their ballots or their ballots not being counted. Or there was this huge conspiracy theory um, dealing with Sharpies. Um, to the point where the election commission actually had to make a statement um, regarding the Sharpies. So um, this headline came and states that Trump's lies fall apart again. A postal worker whose allegations of corrupt mail ballot counting in Pennsylvania was presented to Attorney General Bill Barr by President Trump's allies as a reason to open an investigation into widespread voter fraud, has reportedly recanted his claim and admitted he made the whole thing up. Um, so <laughs> he basically states that uh, the Pennsylvania worker made allegations of ballot tampering. Uh, Trump and his allies spread them all over social media. And Trump referred to the fraud. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Trump referred the fraud uh, to his attorney general, Bill Barr. Uh, conservative donors, however, paid the postal worker $130,000 um, for him to basically falsify that this had actually happened. Um, so this was a main source of uh, Trump's claims to fraud. Now, at this point, we are up to uh, Trump and his campaign have placed 16 lawsuits and he has lost all 16 of the lawsuits um, dealing with the made up allegations of election fraud. And we have Republican Senator Lindsey Graham, who I'm very sorry to say won his election bid against a far better candidate of uh, Mr. Jamie Harrison. And I do hope uh, that Mr. Harrison does not uh, fade from public and political life. And I do hope that he uh, runs against Lindsey Graham again because he, he came very close. And I think the next time he could definitely uh, come out the victor. But Lindsey Graham stated uh, that Republicans will never win another presidential election if they do not do something about mail-in voting. Now, just so that we're clear, uh, mail-in voting has been something that has been a regular occurrence in our country since the Civil War. Uh, veterans vote by mail all the time. Uh, not veterans, excuse me, uh, I misspoke. Uh, active duty service members vote by mail all the time. Um, 
people who live abroad uh, but still maintain their American citizenship. Maybe they are living in a country for work on a temporary basis. They vote by mail. Uh, voting by mail is nothing new. Um, and to insinuate uh, that in some way that uh, voting by mail would eliminate the prospects of a Republican president is ludicrous. Um, it's very simple what the Republicans need to do. Um, have a platform, um, connect with your voters, and do what you're supposed to do when you're in office. And you'd be amazed how people will vote for you when you don't kill the economy, uh, when you do not um, allow children to be in cages, when you do not jump on the bandwagon of a completely unqualified buffoon, um, you know, when you actually handle uh, stimulus packages the right way or when you actually uh, take on and attempt to fight the battle against uh, the virus, like you'd, you'd be amazed at what you might actually see come out of that. Um, but to assert that in some way, uh, allowing people to vote by mail is uh, in some way going to stop uh, Republicans from being able to be in office is absolutely ridiculous. And it's really funny to hear this party talk about fraud considering all the vo voter suppression that they engaged in. I mean, just in Texas alone, uh, removing all the, uh, except for one per county, the drop boxes, uh, prohibiting anybody who's under the age of 65 from being able to vote by mail. I mean, people stood in lines in excess in some places of 10, 11 hours to cast their vote. Um, so, you know, it's just it's just interesting to see Republicans uh, be upset and lament that, you know, democracy actually did what it was supposed to do. And that's a problem for for them, evidently. Um, but for um, a lot of people who are also aware is that Trump is still refusing to concede the election. Um, because of all the fraud. Um, so that we're clear, uh, Biden has won a decisive victory. In fact, he just picked up, I think it was 11 more electoral votes uh, for Arizona. And of course, Trump picked up three when he uh, won Alaska. Um, but Biden's leads, lead is substantial. Um, in Michigan, he led by 148,000 votes. In Pennsylvania, 47,000 votes. Nevada, 36,000 votes. Uh, Wisconsin, uh, 20,000 votes. Arizona, uh, 14,000 votes. And uh, I'm sorry, 14,700 votes. Um, and in Georgia, 12,500 votes. And in case you're wondering, if recounts were to take place, usually what happens with a recount is the loser may gain a couple hundred votes. Um, but that's not enough to make up for what he's truly lacking. Now, there's been so much talk about fraud and election fraud that um, there was a statement that came 
on uh, the election security from the DHS, which is, um, they've said here, uh, uh, the November 3rd election was the most secure in American history. There is no evidence that any voter system deleted or lost votes or changed votes or was in any way compromised. So this is how ridiculous this has gotten to the point where they literally had to make a statement regarding uh, the integrity of the election system. Um, So we we spoke about how uh, Trump is bringing up these frivolous lawsuits and we're up to 16 and at this point he's 16 and 0 for these lawsuits um a a lawyer for the trump campaign directly contradicted president trump's assertions that were uh cases that there were cases of large-scale voter fraud in the presidential election for weeks trump and his staff have baselessly accused Democrats have trying to steal the election and have filled multiple lawsuits alleging voter fraud. However, while speaking in a hearing uh, in Arizona where the Trump campaign said uh, systematic poll worker error caused uh, thousands of votes not to be counted for the president, uh, Trump's campaign lawyer, uh, Corey Loeffner, said that the case is not a matter of fraud, but rather centers around good faith errors made among election volunteers. This is just one of many lawsuits filled uh, by the Trump campaign across uh, multiple battleground states, including Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Nevada, uh, to attempt to overturn Joe Biden's legitimate election win. Uh, election officials in all 50 states confirmed uh, to the New York Times this week that there's no evidence of any significant voter fraud. Uh, and further statement, um, he's uh, Corey uh, Langford said this is n- this is not a fraud case. We are not alleging fraud. We are not saying anyone is trying to steal the election. Now, these are the spokesmen. These are the lawyers for Trump who are in the midst of fighting these legal battles. And see, the thing with lies is that when you're a lawyer, uh, you do not want to um, be disbarred and basically lose your benefit of being able to practice law. Um, so even his own lawyers are not willing to go before judges and tell blatant lies because everybody at this point, um, with the exception of Trump, is under the complete understanding that he has lost the election. Um, there was no voter fraud of any kind. And he simply doesn't have the votes. He diff- he simply doesn't have um, any path to victory in the Electoral College. It's over. Um, but for some reason, he's just really um, 
you know, he's just really pushing forward with this concerted effort um, that he's totally fighting a complete and utter losing battle to try to overturn um, essentially the will of the people. And, you know, we have waited a while to see how Republicans were going to handle this. And of course we have uh, Lindsey Graham being uh, the faithful supporter to Trump. Um, We have Mitch McConnell doing the same thing, not speaking out against it, speaking very neutral, uh, but not disavowing uh, this blatant attack on our democratic system and on our democracy. Um, so that didn't surprise me. There, there are some that say that because Trump has uh, bought this resurgence into the Republican Party and electrified uh, voters, um, that because they're in the midst of these runoff elections in Georgia that will essentially determine uh, the outcome on who runs the Senate, whether the Senate is a Democratic-led Senate in which Chuck Schumer is in charge or if it uh, remains under the uh, control of Mitch McConnell. So because they are dependent on those voters, to get out and hopefully uh, allow them to win those seats and maintain control. They do not want to do anything that would ostracize um, those voters by departing from the president, even though um, it is understood amongst them all uh, that Joe Biden is president-elect and that's just the reality of it. But we finally have had some uh, Republican senators um, to step forward and put country before party, um, which a lot of Republicans are having a hard time doing these days. But we do have a few uh, Republicans who have who have congratulated uh, President elect Joe Biden. Uh, We have Mitt Romney. He stated and 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 I extend our congratulations to President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. I congratulate uh, President-elect Biden and Vice President-elect Harris, and we will be ready to work uh, with their administration when uh, it takes office, and that's Senator Lisa Murkowski on behalf of Alaska. Uh, Melissa and I congratulate the next president, Joe Biden, and the next vice president, Kamala Harris. That's uh, Senator Ben uh, Sasse, a Republican from, uh, looks like, uh, Nebraska. And then uh, lastly, first, I would offer my congratulations to President-elect Biden on his uh apparent victory, Senator Susan Collins, Republican from Maine. Um, And we have uh, Republican Senator James Lankford of Oklahoma says that he will intervene if uh, the Trump administration hasn't allowed President-elect Joe Biden to access intelligent briefings by the end of the week. There is no loss from him getting the briefings, says Senator James Lakeford of Oklahoma. So this is 
a big deal. Um, normally, you have the president-elect starts to receive his uh, briefings, his intelligence briefings, because, of course, whatever from this point on for the next four years takes place in America that poses any threat in the world is now president-elect Joe Biden's issue, correct? So the fact that he's not being allowed, he's being blocked from receiving these briefings is a national security emergency. Um, one of the lessons that we should have learned, the lessons that we should have learned from uh, Gore and Bush is that um, long battles between people, between candidates or presumed uh, president-elects um, and the president cause an issue because the attention is diverted from governance and it is now about the fighting between the parties, which effectively weakens us as a country. Because if we're worried about the election or the election results, uh, who's worried about what's happening to our country? And one of the biggest issues with 9-11 was that there were key briefings and key information that came through that didn't get the attention that it should have gotten because everybody was preoccupied and absorbed with the lawsuits. So we don't want that type of situation to happen. Um, so I applaud Senator Langford for being one of the few Republicans, as we've already discussed, um, who is looking to embrace the new president-elect and embrace the forthcoming um, new administration. Um, so I do hope uh, that they are able to make that happen because this isn't a partisan issue. This is about the national security of our country. Um, and we need to always be alert and always be aware um, when it comes to any type of potential threats. We need to be clear um, about what that means and always aware. Um, and unfortunately, right now, that doesn't seem to be taking form. Um, so one interesting thing uh, that took place was, of course, uh, um, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. Um, now, the Secretary of States are generally people who do not really engage in partisan politics historically. Um, they don't really comment on things um, like the question that he was asked and answered. Um, so Secretary of State Pompeo is insisting that the U.S. election has not yet been decided. He also predicted uh, that Trump will prevail, uh, backing President Trump's reluctance to begin the transition to President-elect Joe Biden's uh, administration. Um, so Joe Biden was asked, I mean, he, Pompeo was asked about uh, the president-elect and the transition and will the transition be smooth? And 
Pompeo states that he promises a smooth transition to a second Trump administration. <laughs> so beyond delusional, um, definitely makes absolutely no sense um, to say something as uh, completely nonsensical as that, uh, considering that he was standing in the room where um, the Secretary of State would normally provide lectures to countries, to other countries who would not accept the results of their democratic process, much like what Trump is trying to do here. And he stands there at the podium. I mean, this is just a complete oxymoron. Um, you know, you are charged with, you know, making sure that everybody else is doing what they're supposed to do with their democratic system, but yet, um, her siding with the person who is attempting to subvert our system. So it, it was just, again, uh, just perplexing. Um, so everybody knows that America is having, uh, the worst possible scenario in responses to COVID. Um, there's lots of reasons. Um, one reason is because, you know, our scientists and experts were on the brink of the creation of a coronavirus vaccine, because of course the coronavirus isn't new, just the strain of it is. And that was taking place in 2018 and Trump came in and shut down the whole program and stopped everything. Um, he also pulled out the different uh, scientists and disease experts that were in China that tracked viruses and sicknesses. Um, and had they been there, you know, they could have seen what was happening and possibly stopped it from not only leaving China, but um, spreading throughout the world. Um, another issue is that once it was actually here, Trump didn't take any responsibility. He didn't tell people what was going on or the seriousness of what we were actually facing. And there's never been an actual plan put in place um, to try to mitigate um, the spread of the virus. And then when Trump's coronavirus task force was created, um, he did not put an infectious disease specialist or top infectious disease expert or any type of medical pro professional at the helm. He put his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, who is neither a doctor, nor does he have any type of medical, uh, experience that would have, um, rendered him, uh, remotely qualified to handle any of this. So uh, Biden chose a brilliant doctor and Trump chose his son-in-law to lead his so-called unofficial COVID task force. Uh, Joe Biden just named Dr. Uh, Velik Murthy uh, to, to lead his COVID task, task force. Um, he's a Harvard graduate with an MD from Yale School of Medicine and an MBA in healthcare policy from Yale School of Management and practiced medicine at the Harvard Hospital. He was named U.S. Surgeon General at the age of 36. Um, so this, <laughs> this is uh, just the complete difference 
um, between these two gentlemen. Um, you know, Trump likes to put people in positions that they are unqualified for, have no experience in. And um, Joe Biden puts people in office that should be in office. So, you know, it just makes me feel a lot safer knowing that as we move into this new presidency, that we will have people in places of power um, that belong there so that we can actually try to get a handle on what's happening. Now, uh, some of you may have heard that Pfizer says um, that they have a vaccine, right? Says that uh, the vaccine analysis shows it is 90% effective and immediately denies that Trump was involved. So uh, Mike Pence attempted to take credit of the news on Twitter. Uh, Pfizer was quick to respond. Uh, We were never part of the warp speed uh, project. Um, We have never taken any money from the U.S. government or from anyone. Now, um, very excited news coming out about the vaccine, but it is in the beginning stages. So there's lots more trials that have to take place. Uh, There's lots more certifications and work with the FDA that must take place before we can actually say we have uh, some type of vaccine. Now, understanding that a, a, a virus takes many different forms. So the vac- the virus rather that we experienced when it first came to the States in March may not be the same strain that we are experiencing that, that hit us again in October. Um, so one vaccine is great, but multiple vaccines is even better so that we have uh, multiple vaccines to throw at multiple different strains uh, will give us a much better uh, outcome and prognosis for long term resistance against this virus. But again, very good news um, about uh, the initial studies. Um, and Joe Biden is already busy. Um, and just to give you an understanding, um, Biden's day one climate executive actions. Uh, he intends to rejoin the Paris Climate Accord, uh, require methane pollution limits for oil and gas operations, use federal government procurement systems to work towards 100% clean energy and zero emissions in vehicles, ensure U.S. government buildings and facilities are more efficient and climate ready, Uh, implement an already existing Clean Air Act and develop new fuel economy standards and advanced development of biofuels. Um, So he also intends to create new standards for uh, appliance and building efficiency, require federal permit decisions, to consider effort uh, effects of greenhouse gas emissions and climate change, require public companies to disclose climate risk and greenhouse gas emissions, conserve 30% of America's land and waters by 2030, 
uh, permanently protect the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge, establish national parks and monuments with bans on new oil and gas permits on public lands and waters. So this is what Biden is up to uh, while Trump is busy um, denying the facts of the votes and not working uh, with COVID and um, chasing uh, fake conspiracy theories and lies about fraudulent activities. Um, You know, it's just unbelievable what's happening here with the attention, with the um, attempt to discredit our democracy and our republic. Um, But as an American, as a proud American, I am very glad that, you know, the majority of Americans see Trump for who he is and what he is and the dangers that he uh, potentially represented for our country. Um, So I am grateful that he's been voted out and that on January 20th, um, Joe Biden will be sworn in as president. And we can attempt to try to erase some of the damage, um, the irreparable damage in some cases um, to, you know, so many families who have lost people to this virus unnecessarily. Um, But um, I'm glad that I was able to break down what was what's happening here. And as far as uh, these um, bogus fraud, the inquiries and all of this. Um, but I do hope, like I said, that we'll be able to move forward and come back stronger and better than ever. So I thank you for taking, uh, your time and listening to just the facts. I'm your host, Tasha Bryant.